Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Claire Coleman, making a wonderful return to the podcast. Hi. Hi, I'm so thrilled to be back. I'm thrilled to be asked. Of course, why wouldn't I? Um, you are the forensic beauty journalist. I love I'm going to make that, that stick. I know, I need to make that happen. You need to make it a thing. I love it. Um, and you've been on the show before and you are... You are my clever friend and I say this all the time. If somebody sends me something that seems like it might be BS, but I have no basis upon which to actually say that seems like nonsense. I just forward it to you and say, could you tell me if this is actually nonsense? You do, and, and I love you're... that. <laughs> you are a very brilliant friend and a very brilliant resource. And so listeners might be familiar with Claire from her previous appearance on the podcast where we talked about all things like animal testing and uh, busted beauty myths and talked about clean beauty yeah. and things like that let's not get you started but you very kindly said that you would come on and share your feel-good habits and I thought you would be a great guest to get on because in lockdown especially you've been sharing more fitness content you've been writing a bit more about this sort of thing so I thought not only would you be able to share your own personal experiences but you might have picked up some new interesting information in your work life as well that would uh, be interesting for this particular series so so hi. I, I can't wait. I really can't wait for these. See, I scribbled these things down and I was just like, these feel really banal and not very interesting. And I don't feel like they're particularly revolutionary. But then equally, they're totally on brand for me because they are all, I mean, and I don't think I realised that until after I'd written them down, but they are all evidence-based. They are all scientifically proven. <laughs> like... I mean, in a lot of ways, that's not surprising because I think there probably is an aspect to things that make you feel good being things that you're going to believe will make you feel good. And because my beliefs are science and evidence based, like I must have read at some point about all of these in some way being beneficial. But it was funny that until I had written them down, I don't think I had realized quite how on brand they were. I love it. I absolutely love it. So right, let's go let's go through them. Let's start with the first. Well, I'm going to start with exercise because from a lockdown point of view, that has been the one thing that I genuinely feel has kept me sane. And like I have always been in some form or other into exercising, but I have never done it as regularly and as consistently as I did throughout lockdown and I just found it kind of life-changing in a way I had forgotten how good being active so regularly and in kind of such an intense way had made me feel made me feel 
And so what were you doing? Was there anything different that you started? Was it the frequency? How did it change? I think the thing was that I'd started to be a little bit more active before lockdown. And then really early on, I got what I presume was coronavirus. And so I was properly laid out for two or three weeks. And I think in a lot of ways, that kind of kickstarted me back into wanting to be active again, because, you know, you want the stuff that you can't have. And Mm -hmm. so having felt so lousy and so tired and, you know, literally had to lie down for half an hour after drying my hair and stuff like that, the idea that I could start exercising again was something that really appealed. And then it just gave me a real appreciation of the physicality of my body and what my body was able to do. Um, I also in lockdown came to terms with the fact that I don't like running. I really wish I liked (laughs) running. I I really wish I did. I mean, I think part of it might be the fact that I've lived in the same place for nearly 15 years now and there is not a single running route around here that I do not know. So, I mean, boredom might be a factor. Um, But also it just, I don't mind working out inside. I, you know, a few years ago, I wrote a piece in praise of the fitness DVD for Joe Hall for um, Superdrug Dare magazine. And I wrote in there of my love for Gillian Michaels, who I just think is brilliant. And mm. I've been using her app, which has got all her old DVDs on there. And I work really well with the program. Um, I had been kind of copying Joe Jones a little bit and seeing what she was doing on YouTube and, and kind of doing various um, workouts from Pop Sugar and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, having someone put together a program and also I realized I like the kind of the collective feeling of a class happening I find it very difficult to watch one person in isolation demonstrating moves but when there is a group of people when there's a bit of energy and a bit of banter even though I'm the other side of my screen um I kind of I get on with it I like it that's a good tip, actually, because somebody might be listening to this thinking, well, I want to get into exercise, but I find it so dull or boring. Or um, actually, the fact that you can follow those Instagram accounts where you just see somebody demoing the move like 10 times and you can follow along. But actually, that there are those resources that are a bit more like a, a class, a community or yeah. a social yeah. element. Yeah. And I think that's why I prefer Gillian Michaels DVDs to um, some of the exercises on the app where it is like just her demoing them. And she's great. And she's kind of got her little catchphrases and she'll say stuff. But if you are doing the DVDs, you kind of get to know the people, especially if you're doing like a 90 day workout session sort of thing, as I was Mm -hmm. doing. And you get to know the individuals in the class and you get to know their personalities a little bit. And yeah, it just feels more fun. It feels more engaging. It takes your mind off the pain. Yeah, that's that's true. I also recently uh, re-followed Gillian on Instagram, which has been doing some great IGTVs. I used to follow her years ago, and then for some reason I stopped following her, and then I've re-engaged. And she really is. I mean, I would say she's the person, if you want the truth, ask Gillian. But if, you, yeah. if you're not really ready for it, don't. Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of comes on to something that I was going to talk about later. But yes, I totally agree. I love her. She is like, she for me is that kind of summing up of like the kind of this is the, the, the truth hurts. And this is, you know, if you want pain, come to me, but I will also give you results. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, been doing a lot of that. I've also started doing um, Les Mills on demand, which again, I really like a different class every day. They do them in these are like amazing stadiums full of people. And I'm really enjoying kind of like their um, body combat classes, which are kind of uh, punching and kicking and that sort of thing. My friend, the makeup artist, you might know as well, Sarah Brock is a big fan of those uh, classes. Yeah. 
I just um, think they're great. I mean, I basically, because I was so inspired by Joe Jones, I mm-hmm. put together highlights on my um, Instagram of anything that I've been doing exercise-wise because I can't tell whether it's boring for people or not. But as I say, because I had been inspired by someone doing something similar, if it gets one other person, and actually I know it has, there's a couple of people who've been in touch and said they've done stuff because they saw me doing it. But I just think, share the love, share the exercising love. It's funny, I had a video call yesterday with somebody who said, oh, you're exercising so much at the moment. And I just think it's not, it's because I'm sharing it. (laughs) But also there is a certain amount of accountability as well, where I just kind of feel like, you know, but um, yeah, so yeah, six days a week at the moment is what I'm doing. And I'm really enjoying it. I mean, not loads, like half an hour, but half an hour Mm -hmm. first thing in the morning. And I just really find it sets me up for the day. And I am really trying to make it a habit that I properly stick with. I know there's no evidence to support this, but do you think it maybe aided your recovery that you were exercising um I just I don't think I'd have been able to do it if I hadn't already been quite a long way recovered if you see what I mean Mm -hmm. I think mentally it was great um and I think you know there's a lot to be said for kind of like getting the blood flowing and stuff like that but then also I feel really lucky I feel like I haven't had that kind of COVID sort of physical hangover that a lot of people that I know have and I think if I had had I'd really have struggled to do the levels of exercise that I have been doing I know not everyone's been as lucky as that Mm. okay um moving on to habit number two um well this is kind of like two things um they're completely the opposite of exercise they're much more cerebral it's um, all about writing and I have since I was a teenager written stuff down to get my head around it and so if there's ever anything that's bothering me I will write so I mean as a teenager and throughout university I kept a diary I don't do that anymore but I do if there is something that I am trying to process or struggling to come to terms with or finding difficult I will write it um and I get that that's not necessarily something that would help everyone but kind of tied in with that and again this is something that I don't do a lot but when I'm having a bad time of things I really make the effort to and it's the three good things exercise like it's not revolutionary but I just love it because it's so simple And it was something that I'd heard of before and I had kind of made the effort to do. And so for those people who don't know it, it's basically at the end of the day, you write down three things, three things that you're grateful for, three things that went right, three things that kind of happened. Maybe it was luck. Maybe it was something that you can trace back to something that you did that made that thing happen. Um, And I really as a person, I like the idea of focusing on positives and I like the idea of being able to go, not that was a terrible day and everything went wrong, but saying it wasn't the best day, but actually this happened and this happened and this happened. And those were not terrible things. And that was something um, a few years ago, I was having a really bad time. Um, my friend, um, Nasheen Qureshi, who is a cosmetic scientist and just all around brilliant person, um, mentioned it to me and actually gave me a beautiful book to encourage me to write down three good things. And it just, it helped. She said it had helped her at a really difficult time in her life. And I just find that, you know, when you are having a bit of a blur time, trying to focus on the bits that aren't so awful is a really good way to go about things. It's it's a really good idea. I've got the five minute journal by my bed, which has a similar kind of structure, but also the writing things down, um, our minds, I'm an overthinker. And so I can sometimes get caught up in really trivial things. And then if you write down, for example, 
I think so-and-so looked at me a bit funny. As soon as you actually write down those words, it, they do evaporate because you just realize what a nonsense it is. But those are the kind of thoughts that you can magnify in your brain. Yeah. Because of very little perspective. But I feel like putting things on paper gives some perspective. Yeah, I think it really does. And I think, I think it makes you look at things in a way that you might do more objectively. It makes mm. you look at your own feelings as if it was a friend talking to you. And like, if you said to me, I think so-and-so looked at me funny, I'd just be like, what are you talking about? She's just got a sty or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, like, that's if you write that, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think that's what writing stuff down can do for you. It can, yeah, give, as you say, give you that distance, give you that perspective. And also just, I mean, I really... I have this mental image of something getting out of my head and getting onto a piece of paper. And it's not that I don't worry about it. It's just that it's not taking up as much space as it was. Mm, I like that one. God, that was a good twofer. Thank you for that. So what? See, I knew these would be great. Go on, what's number three? (laughs) Um, I think number three is about, it's it's kind of like a lot of things. It's about imposing some order when you don't feel in control of anything and so that can be like that can take the form of loads of different things like um it might be writing to-do lists it might be tidying my office when it gets to the point that I can't see the floor anymore or like sorting out my beauty product to send a load of stuff to beauty banks or doing my invoicing or like anything like that and I just feel like you know that's exactly what it is it's imposing some order on my life and you know I I know that I like that sort of stuff. Like I I just did a course in freelance admin, like, you know, telling people how I do a lot of those things anyway. But I do, there is something quite calming about kind of like for me working my way through a load of invoicing or like putting together a spreadsheet or even doing my VAT return or like whatever it is, just something that is not anything that I have to think about, but there is a very definite before and after where you feel you have affected positive change in your own life, either because you can see the floor or because, you know, there's a list of stuff that you have to do that you know you can work through methodically. And I think that is, um, yeah, really a valuable way of kind of, you know, making yourself feel like it's going to be okay. (laughs) I had to give myself a bit of a jolt recently because I like to think I'm quite tidy and quite organized. And I realized there are a couple of things that I was doing and it's just small things. Like I keep all my gym clothes in my office cupboard wardrobe because it's a bedroom that is an office. Mm -hmm. And what I was doing was I was sort of throwing them on the floor out of sight (laughs) and not hanging them up. Because I was like, at the end of the day, taking my washing and that needed folded into my bedroom. And then as I walked past the office, just like slinging the clothes where I couldn't see them. And I realized that was me falling into a really bad habit and not put it. And so I just was like, right, come on. Every time there's any kind of task like that, don't skip it. And it doesn't take up any any extra time or anything. But it does... It, it's the thing that when you walk into that office the next day, it's clean and there's not a task to be done. 
Yeah. And I think it's really funny because we kid ourselves that we don't have time to do this. Like, I mean, at one point I got myself into the mental state where I just thought I didn't have enough time to make the bed. I mean, like, that's just ridiculous. And, you know, there's a lot to be said for making your bed every morning, because even if you achieve nothing else in that day, you know, you walk into bed, um, walk into the bedroom at night and your bed's been made. And I read, um, I think it was Esther Corrin wrote a really funny thing about how there's something mental that goes on where the minute you've tidied something, you kind of forget that you've tidied it and you walk out of the room and then you walk into the room again. And it's like, oh my God. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Comes tidy. This is amazing. You forget that it was actually you that tidied it. In fact, one of my last nights out before lockdown was when you, Caroline, Nadine and I all went for dinner. And when I got home and said, oh, guys, I completely forgot that I've hoovered the, the carpets before I left the house. And I've just walked in. It's like housekeeping has been in. I feel like I'm in a hotel. And you told that exact story. You were like, it's the gift you give yourself because you yeah. forget that you did it. Yeah, it's for future you. Um, yeah, I think it's it's nice. I like it. But yeah, it, I think the thing is, it's like you said, it's these tiny things that we just think, oh, I don't have time to do that. Oh, I would just like, it's fine if it's just in a pile or whatever. And yeah, imposing some sort of order makes you just feel a little bit better about life, the universe and everything. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be going down the Marie Kondo route. It oh, just God, means... No just means being able to find Something stuff, else. really, doesn't it? It's just like, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I like stuff. There's stuff that I probably should get rid of, she says, looking around her office. But, you know, <laughs> as long as it's tidy stuff, it's, it's too, fine. Yeah, it's too late in the day. Don't start pulling at that thread. Um, what These are all really, really good. What's next, Claire? I'm so glad. Um, it's about kind of interaction or support or your peer group it's basically about spending time with your friends and people that you can bounce off and people who are gonna put things in perspective for you and like obviously that's been so much harder in lockdown um because I know that people have had zoom calls I've actually found phone calls sometimes easier than facetime and stuff like that but I think having a group of friends that you can go to and you know what you're going to get. And this was something that I was talking when I was saying before, I want to come back to it, that the mm. idea of Gillian Michaels being tough love. And like, I think what's happened in terms of my friendship groups and the people that I turn to or don't turn to at certain points is having a real awareness of which of my friends I need at a certain time in my life. And or even a certain day or even a certain hour. And, you know, I have a group of freelance journalists who are like acerbic and witty and have great black humor. And like, there are certain times when that is exactly what I need. Um, there are other times when I need a friend who is more nurturing and more spiritual and like, and sometimes I just know I need someone to give me a kick up the ass and a bit of a slap around the face. And that's when I come to you and Nadine and Caroline. Um, <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? I just think there is having an understanding and a realisation, which I think you, like, it does take time to figure out that, that for yourself and from other people. Yeah. 
That's a really good point. I'd never really thought about it like that. I just sort of have my mates and I just sort of think, well, I just love you. And I don't, but actually, I don't really, but absolutely, you're obviously, you're completely right. There'll be a day when I think oh, I need to call Claire or I'll need to call Caroline or I need to call Nadine or I need to call my friend Charlotte. It just like, there yeah. will, there's something that you just need and those friends kind of fill that gap or... Yeah, I suppose it's not even necessarily a conscious decision like you will know when you're calling someone like there are sometimes where people like friends who I love dearly and I just like I want to talk to them I haven't talked to them for a while but actually I'm feeling a bit too vulnerable for their like brutal <laughs> honesty at this particular moment in time yeah and I yeah, like yeah. the thing is that I know that I'm that friend and in terms of like being honest I know I've like I've had to work to become a little bit more empathetic than I am naturally and a bit more just the sort of person who will say, I'm really sorry, that's really rubbish rather than instantly trying to find a solution. Um, But yeah. And I just, and I kind of assumed that everyone worked in that way. I remember my sister saying to me once, why can't you just say that something looks nice on me like when we're out shopping? And I was like, well, because I feel like I'm doing you a disservice if I think you've got something better that's already in your wardrobe. And I just kind of, I just thought, if you want someone who's just going to say, yeah, that's nice, regardless of whether it is or not, you know you're asking the wrong person. Like, Yeah. Um, it's um, true, though. I, um, I do think that's such an interesting thing that you said, is sometimes when you're going through something you don't want somebody to immediately, you don't want your friend to immediately come to you with the answer and say, oh no, you want them to say, that sucks. Yeah. And And then maybe offer. (laughs) Yeah. And I I am now very much trying to be more of an empathetic, but it sounds awful. I sound like a psychopath, don't I? A sociopath. (laughs) I'm really trying to be an empathetic person. It doesn't come naturally. I I don't think... (laughs) I don't think psychopaths have that train of thought where they think I must become less of a psychopath. (laughs) I think, yeah, I just, uh, my instinct is to problem solve. And I think I've come Mm -hmm. to a realization that that's not always what people need. Um, But yeah. 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 But there's, there's, uh, yeah, there's saying that sucks, but then there's not indulging a pity party. Yes. True. 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 There is a fine line. It is a skill. You can't just, Yeah. And everyone, everyone's reaction and response and need in that uh, that particular arena is completely different. These are all fantastic. Do we have one more? There is one more. And it's, it kind of lumps a load of stuff together. And it's Great. sort of like good old-fashioned mum wisdom and just like the kind of general sort of response to life type thing where whenever anything, I felt like te- something terrible had happened, my mum would go, have a cup of tea have a hot bath, have a good night's sleep, and it will feel better in the morning. And you're just a bit like, oh, God, but she's really right. Mm. And, you know, I am not a fan of the, like, concept of self-care. I think it's slightly been hijacked for reasons that I don't entirely understand and I know that I'm not comfortable with it, but I can't necessarily articulate exactly why. Mm. I suppose because fundamentally I feel like we shouldn't have to give a name to something which is about looking after your fundamental needs, whether that's like your mental health or your hydration or whatever. Mm. Um, But yeah, I guess like in modern speak, that is what these 
the lasty things are and it's just like if you think it's the end of them this was another thing that I remember hearing it's like treating yourself a little bit like a baby like if you're really miserable and you think that something's the end of the world like are you tired are you hungry like has your blood sugar low are you thirsty and a lot of the time like one of those three things fixes it like give yourself a drink give yourself a nap give yourself like a chocolate bar or whatever and the world doesn't seem such a terrible place but yeah I just I kind of think those sort of simple interventions where it is just like either giving yourself the breathing space that you need or giving yourself like the physical thing that you need whether it's that is you know food or drink or sleep I think is really useful I agree with you about the self-care thing by the way I think to sort of allocate an hour on a weekend evening like normally it's like Sunday evening or whatever and saying this is where I do my self-care I feel like it should be a constant thing yeah and, and it think- shouldn't involve a luxury candle <laughs> <laughs> no this is true I mean you know if you want a luxury candle knock yourself out um <laughs> but it's weird isn't it because I don't know why I feel so viscerally opposed to it but when you say that I think that's right it's like the idea that you have to carve out time for it and I think like the idea of putting yourself first gets a really bad rep like it's you know we use words like selfish to describe people who put themselves first but actually prioritizing yourself I don't like I find it difficult to see how it's a bad thing when, you know, we're not talking about being a dick. Like mm-hmm. We're talking about just making sure that you are able to do everything that you do in your life to the best of your ability. And mm-hmm. that means making sure that you've had enough sleep and that you're putting good food into your body and that, you know, you you just feel good about yourself. And I think mm-hmm. those are really simple but important things and they can be done on the daily yeah they can just be stuff that you do they don't need to be carved out as special or no that that kind of I know exactly what you mean I do feel like it's been hijacked too but like you I feel I'm there's no sort of like crystallized version of how I can articulate exactly what it is about it that makes me uncomfortable but it does (laughs) but yeah exactly I kind of feel like it's a Maybe it's because it, it's become a kind of a commodification or a marketing yeah. idea. And the idea is that there are people trying to make money out of something that should just be a given. And maybe mm. I'm speaking from a very privileged position because I have the time to make those things a given for me. But And maybe people who are, you know, busier than me with work and like have children and families and all the rest of it to look after do need to carve out some time for themselves. But then equally... Maybe, again, like, it should just be an idea of where you have to put yourself first because if you can't, if you're not healthy enough to, like, look after your kids or earn your money, then everyone suffers. Exactly. Good point. Well made, my friend. I have loved your feel-good habits. I knew they'd be good. Oh, I knew I'm it. so glad. I'm so glad. I feel like that was, like, we really rattled through them. But, um, yeah, it was interesting having to think about them because, as you know, they they are things that I kind of almost didn't realize that I did but those are the things that work for me and just remind everybody where they can find you because I've described Claire as the forensic beauty journalist as my clever friend but um where you can actually find you and see what I see on a daily basis which is the articles that you write the social media posts you do where can we find you 
I am almost invariably at Features Journo um, on both Instagram and Twitter. And I found myself using Instagram an awful lot more than I ever expected to. Um, I really like it as a platform. Twitter's become mm. very kind of argumentative and shouty. And just with Instagram, I feel I have a little bit more control over anyone who decides they want to abuse me on my own page. Uh, <laughs> they don't last long. Um <laughs> And yeah, I've actually, you know, I've been, I post the sort of stuff that I work on. Um, and I've also, thanks to your brilliant suggestion, I've started doing these mm-hmm. behind the scenes IGTVs where I get the opportunity to talk a little bit more about maybe how a feature was put together or about how I feel about a feature or about various aspects of journalism, newspapers and magazines. And yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm really like loving the feedback that I'm getting from people who also seem to be kind of enjoying this sneak peek into my world. I love it. Like the feature you wrote recently about, um, essentially it was about calories and it was about the government's new um, war on the ob- or battle on obesity. And you yeah. sort of broke it down as you would expect scientifically. I really, really enjoyed that. And I really oh, enjoyed not only the article, but I really enjoyed the video where you said these were the challenges that we had and these, this is why some apps aren't great. And so I just, yeah, it, it makes reading an article. Um, it, it is like a behind the scenes. It's like watching the DPD extras. <laughs> I mean, and actually, I love it for that because, you know, I generally, you know, I'm not like you or Nadine or Caroline. I don't have my own platform. Like I write for newspapers and magazines and like I love all the publications that I write for. But there are certain constraints. There are certain things that maybe I can't say because they don't fit with the brand or mm. maybe there isn't space or maybe they've been cut or like whatever. And so actually being able to explain my thinking behind something that I've written for someone else is really like it's a real liberating feeling. And I enjoy it well everybody should go and follow you and i will obviously put those links in the show notes and uh, when this goes on social i will tag you but claire thank you so much for sharing your feel-good habits with me thank you for having me it's been an absolute joy as ever When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.